Welcome to the Chalster Parent Podcast, helping you get in the know about uni. My name's Riley Rose. I work here at Chalster University and in this podcast series, we're going to break down some of the important information you need to know as a parent. On this episode of the podcast, we're talking all things scholarships. This is part two of our series on scholarships. Last episode, we spoke with Sophie Norris, a student at Chalster whose experience receiving scholarships at Chalster were life-changing. That scholarship, I don't want to be dramatic, but I feel like it changed like my life or the course of my career like it's so cliche but it's so true because yeah basically where I am now everything I've learned is basically rolled on from when I got that scholarship. If you haven't listened to that episode make sure you check it out after this one. In this episode, we're talking to a member of the Chalster Scholarships team, Stefania Graham. Stefania is going to walk us through the different types of scholarships, what scholarships can be used for, and shares some valuable advice on how you can help your child ensure their scholarship application sings. We've supported students who face huge participation challenges, students who are going through temporary emergency situations, students who just need some additional support to enable them to not only get through their course, but thrive on their journey. And we are really committed to continuing to support our students at all stages of their journey with us. So if you're interested in learning more about scholarships and maximizing your child's chance at receiving one, this is the episode for you. So let's start with what Stefania's role actually is at Chalstead. Here's Stefania. I work with the student life team and I am the manager of the scholarships and financial support services. So I oversee the administration, promotion, student communications and the development of processes that directly benefit our students with financial supports. And then we also have one-on-one financial advice service and I oversee that function as well. And that's probably a really good thing that we should actually start with is that there's one-on-one consults that you offer to Mm -hmm. students because, you know, scholarships, while we kind of have an idea about them, they can be a bit overwhelming because there's so many of them. Correct. Yes, that's right. There's different types of scholarships as well. And there's different eligibility criteria. There's different methods in which the funding can reach our students. And so it can be quite overwhelming to understand which is the best option for you. And also, you know, in those one-on-one consults, my team of officers, they are fantastic and they're very much student-centric. So all they want to do is help our students and they're able to provide some assistance also in, you know, planning, budgeting, looking at different uh, options outside of scholarships, so maybe in terms of applying for Centrelink or other support systems that they can access, and then also linking to other support services across the university. So those one-on-one appointments are really valuable uh, to students, and it gives my team the opportunity to really keep the finger on the pulse of what is it that students are really struggling with, and how can we meet that need? So I'm a huge advocate for this um, support, and I think it's a very key support that we deliver to students. But in terms of like the different types of scholarships, so we, my team looks after two main types of scholarships and they are the equity scholarships and the foundation scholarships. As well as that, we do have um, scholarships that are administered outside of my team, but with our internal teams. And then finally, we have external scholarships. So our equity scholarships and grants They are largely government funded scholarships to assist our students with certain diversity and inclusion targets. So these scholarships require the students to fulfill baseline criteria that often includes citizenship or permanent residency, being from regional or remote areas, demonstrating financial need according to set definitions by the government or be studying specific courses at a specific level. 
So the university actually commits a percentage of internal funds each year to strategic target groups that we have analysed need additional support. And this may be entirely funded by the university or be a combination of government and university funding. And then we have a, our second type of scholarships that my team administer is the foundation scholarships. And these are funded through the Charles Sturt Foundation and they're supported by regional and community partners who make donation pledges to the university to help our students, and in particular students that align with our donor partners' values, vision and criteria. These are our most competitive scholarships as they are usually the higher value and they do require students to answer essay style questions that basically demonstrate their alignment with the donor's intent. These scholarships often have a criteria around the types of courses the student is studying and they ask specific questions around like the reason you wanted to study that course, what are your future ambitions and how can you demonstrate uh, community contributions throughout your schooling. So those are the two main types that my team administer but additional to that we do have other scholarships internally so there is the international scholarship opportunities, which predominantly get administered through our international team. Then we have our police hub team who administer the associate degree in policing studies scholarships. So that's available to our students out of the Goulburn campus. And then finally, we do have our higher degree research team and they administer all scholarships and funding in the postgraduate research space. So my team don't touch those ones. And then the final type of scholarship that I guess we we list in our website are external scholarships. So these are advertised on our website as opportunities for financial support that are not managed through Charles Sturt, but we have identified these are opportunities relevant to our students. So this can be initiatives through different government programs, community groups, industry leaders, or even other educational institutions. It's such a broad range of scholarships and, and opportunities. There's for financial. so much. Yeah, help. absolutely. And I feel like there might be, you know, a bit of a stigma around scholarships and grants. It's it's not just for academic excellence. No, it isn't. And really what our focus here at Charles Sturt has been is enabling equitable participation in higher education. So uh, although some of our scholarships do look at merit in terms of performance, academic performance, the vast majority of our scholarships really have a focus on accessibility to higher education. So supporting students from regional and remote communities, students with a disability, students who are relocating for study. That's another really big one. Making sure that, you know, students who come from either low socioeconomic backgrounds or are first in family to come to higher education, all of those um, different aspects of a student are looked at when we're looking at awarding scholarships and making sure that the funds go to those students who first of all need it most but also those students who are likely to uh, be able to remain in their studies and graduate with a degree that will help lift them out of whatever circumstance they've come from that might have prevented them from accessing higher education previously. Yeah and I guess the other thing that I wanted to debunk with you today Stefania is scholarships can be very large but mm -hmm. they can also be those grants where if you might need a new laptop for your studies, they don't have to be these thousands and thousands of dollars, which is nice, but sometimes you don't yeah. need all that money too. That's correct. Yeah. So essentially the way that our scholarships are structured is, like I said, the foundation scholarships will often have those much larger multi-year scholarships that are, you know, quite quite a lot of money worth. The large proportion of our scholarships, you know, vary between let's say 2000 to up to 8000 or so is usually for the year is how we have allocated kind of those funds and we have uh, grants and scholarships specific to things like placement costs, 
cost of intensives, uh, emergency situations. So if you find yourself, uh, for example, we've had students whose car has broken down and they need the car to get to work. And so, you know, we will fund for for a portion of the cost of them having to go and get their car repaired or, you know, funding public transport or whatever options they have to enable them to continue to study. So our focus is always about enabling continued participation in their course. And in whatever form that takes, we have different funding options for that. So it might be a $500 grant or it might be an $8,000 scholarship. So they do vary and it really is driven by the student need rather than a specific set criteria that we have. Yeah, there's no real blanket rule. (laughs) There is no blanket rule and it changes year on year as well. We try to be responsive to our student needs. So 2023 has been a year that has, I'm sure parents and students alike would agree, has been very challenging for everybody in terms of cost of living crisis and the inflation that we're experiencing. So the university has really tried to be responsive to that and ensure that we're capturing those areas of need that are really barriers to our students continuing their studies. And one amazing thing that we have done this year is actually triple the funding that goes directly to students in the form of scholarships and grants. So the university, again, is recognising it's tough times and remains committed to enabling that participation in our regional and remote communities. Yeah, because I guess to the university and, you know, I know from our work with you and your team is that we never would want the financial hardship of going to university to prevent a student from accessing higher education. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's what we want to do. We want to enable those um, students who may previously not have been able to access higher education or who may be experiencing difficulty to know that there's a function within the university in the form of scholarships and financial supports that cares and wants to take a look at what are those barriers and wants to address those barriers of need so that we have successful graduates and and new professionals in our regional and remote communities. That's really the aim that we have here. So how do you apply for a scholarship? Um, Say if a parent is listening and their their child is just finishing school, they're planning on coming to Charles Sturt next year. Is there, you know, a simple way that students can apply for these scholarships? Yeah. So essentially my my main advice while I'm here on, on this podcast is really We do have a website where we list all of our available scholarships. So let me plug it real quick. It's study.csu.edu.au forward slash apply forward slash scholarships dash grants. So there you'll find some links to different types of scholarships based on target groups. So, for example, we have links to preset search criteria, including scholarships specific to, say, Aboriginal and Torres Strait students, international students, students living on campus and different like preset criteria like that. But then you can also search your own terms. So, for example, if you want to find scholarships open to part-time students or um, specific to placements, that sort of thing, you can filter the scholarships by open now as well or those that are offered externally, et cetera. So there's like a few search terms that you can use and really you just got to play around with it in order to find the ones that you want. And then in terms of applying for scholarships, we have made some significant improvements to our application forms earlier this year, which has reduced the amount of information we request requests from our students. So our new system remembers the answers that have been uh, filled in previously. So if you've applied for a scholarship with certain criteria, certain questions, 
the system will remember what you input in those fields previously, which means there's less for you to do in subsequent applications. So I would probably say the actual filling out of the form has become quite easy and quite straightforward for our students. So, you know, maybe there's legwork in the first application and then you just replicate that and um, the system just remembers what you've said before. I would say probably the hardest part is gathering your supporting evidence, right? So our scholarship forms will prompt students on which documents are required to prove certain eligibility. So for example, if you're applying to an equity scholarship, you'll need to provide a Centrelink income statement or a financial declaration form with copies of your last three pay slips. Or maybe some of our foundation scholarships may be prompted to upload evidence of having attended a high school in a certain regional area. So those are really probably the most complex parts of applying for a scholarship is gathering a supportive evidence. All other aspects of it are have become really straightforward. We've reduced the amount of information that we request from students so that it's not a barrier for applications. We want students to apply for as many scholarships as they are eligible for, because the more you have in there, the more likely you are to receive that financial support. Yeah, because you can actually get more than one scholarship, is that right? You can, except for some scholarships that do advise that you are not eligible for other scholarships during, um, you know, when you're doing the eligibility, we will list it. But if it doesn't specifically list that you're not eligible if you have another scholarship, then yes, you can be awarded multiple scholarships. And I guess for you and your team that are on the other end reading these scholarship applications, what would you suggest for their application? Is it about kind of selling yourself like a job interview, like you want to learn more about them and what makes them a good community member, I guess, and why they want to create a world worth living in, which is the Charles Sturt ethos? Yeah, absolutely. So normally in our application assessment, what we do is we look at some of those subjective responses from the students where uh, they've addressed sort of our standard questions around our ethos and why you've chosen your course. How do you want to make your mark in the world? How do you want to contribute uh, as well as, you know, what you've done previously to demonstrate that commitment? And so uh, when you're filling out those answers, two things to keep in mind. So first of all, uh, from your point of view of the student, it's really important to sell, not just sell yourself, but really talk to your values and why you want to make an impact in the world. So that really is key to, to start from a place of values. But secondly, also looking at the, particularly for the donor funded scholarships, taking a look at who the donor is and trying to align your application to the intent of the donor, which is usually spelt out in the in the little snapshot of what the scholarship is. So aligning to both the donor, if it's a donor funded scholarship, and then your values and trying to marry those two up to really create a complete picture of why you are the best applicant for that particular scholarship. So we filled out the application, we've popped it in, we get a scholarship, yay. I guess this is probably a hard question to ask because I'm sure that it's different for all types of scholarships, but what can students spend that money on? So it really depends on the scholarship. Like you said, they usually specify the types of things that the scholarship aims to cover in the web page of the scholarship. So some of our scholarship will have something general like cost related to study, right? So those are basically means that the student that is successful are able to use their discretion on what they spend those funds on. So usually those scholarships are EFT transfers to the student nominated bank account. And then the student, the student has the flexibility to decide how they use that money. Maybe they use it to cover the cost of equipment for their practical classes or the cost of textbooks or to pay for their internet access or their groceries. We really don't police how students use the funds. 
once we do the vetting on eligibility, um, it's really all we need to determine whether the student is eligible for the funds and then the funds are theirs to use at their discretion. So it's really up to the student. There are some scholarships like you've identified that do have very specific, I suppose, uh, guidelines on what the funds will be tied to. So for example, some of our accommodation scholarships that are funded through the Child Stoke Foundation and its donor partners will actually be a direct payment to cover the cost of accommodation fees. So the student won't actually see that money. It will just be offset against their accommodation costs, which means the student won't pay for the accommodation. Um, there's also some scholarships that will uh, talk about fee waivers or discounts to their fees. Again, so the student doesn't actually receive any funds in their bank account. It just means that our student admin team offset some of that cost or all of the cost against the student record. So it depends on the type of scholarship and often we will list that out in, in the actual uh, scholarship webpage of how will these funds be paid. So if you're really unsure, check the webpage and there will be something in there telling you whether it's a direct bank transfer or whether it's a different type of funding or different type of support. Okay, I've got probably the hardest question I'm going to ask you today, Stefania, mm-hmm. is obviously all scholarships and grants and financial aid is impactful to a student's journey, but can you tell us a little bit about maybe an experience that you've had where you've known a scholarship made a really big impact to a student's um, studies and life? I mean, there's like you said, there's just so many. Yep. <laughs> there's so many <laughs> incredible stories. Um I think, you know, uh, a good place to sort of uh, refer to is Charlie's blog. So there we've had some students who have been recipients of our scholarships actually write their own experience and articles on how the scholarships have really changed their lives. And I guess I'll I'll talk about Michaela because this is one of the the more recent ones that have written into Charlie's blog. Uh, So essentially, Michaela started her first year this year in environmental science, and she was really feeling the stress of moving away from home and trying to juggle financial work and study commitments. So um, she was successful in her accommodation equity scholarship and it was really a lifeline because it enabled Michaela to recruit some of the costs involved in relocating for her studies. So she relocated quite a fair distance away to come to our campus. But even more impactful, it gave her the time to find employment that worked for her study schedule. It enabled Michaela to attend all her lectures, tutorials and prats. And then she also had more time to make friends and get involved in the on-campus activities. So really making that university experience quite rich in not just academic success, but also in just creating some of those long life, you know, relationships and friendships. And it allowed her to settle into her new life at Charles Sturt. So she's just one of our hundreds of students that we help with our scholarships that, you know, tell a story of incredible resilience and success at university and in our local communities. Um, again, this is just one example. I There are so many yeah. that I could draw from. Um, we've supported students who face huge participation challenges, students who are going through temporary emergency situations, students who just need some additional support to enable them to not only get through their course, but thrive on their journey. And we are really committed to continuing to support our students at all stages of their journey with us. Um, so probably what I would what I would say in, in a piece of advice to any students looking to apply is don't assume that we know all your circumstances because we don't. Um, and often our forms, you know, they cannot capture the breadth of a context to do with a student's life. So this is why supporting evidence and telling a compelling story 
particularly the, those um, scholarships funded by donors, is just crucial because you want to make sure that the panel or the assessor reviewing your application has a holistic understanding of your circumstances and how you contribute to our communities. Exactly. That's so true. And I guess, um, you know, getting into that finer detail of an application to just even getting a friend to read it and pretend like they don't know you as well because you're right the full picture is what's important and what what you're looking for when you're on the other side reading them that's right exactly and you know I think uh, another side to this is you know if you if you apply for a scholarship and let's say you're not successful in that particular round, that doesn't mean that you won't be successful in future applications. And we have our grants that are open year round with different different rounds throughout the year, again, specific to placement or intensive costs. If you have an emergency situation come up, there are emergency funds available to support you. Um, so, you know, I don't think that, that it's a set and forget type of situation. You really need to keep an eye out on all of the funding opportunities that are out there and child studies really trying to increase the way that we communicate with our students to make sure that whenever a new funding opportunity comes up, we're reaching out directly to those students and saying, hey, this might be of interest to you. I love it. Thank you so much, Stefania, for jumping on today because I feel like um, it'll be really helpful for both parents and students to really uh, get this information and, and know that our team is friendly and applying for a scholarship is not, you know, a big scary thing like it might seem to be. And, you know, there is financial aid out there to help. Absolutely. Yes. Um, And, you know, it's a pleasure coming on here and talking to you, Riley. So thanks for having us. We really just want to get the word out to all our future and current students to say, you know, apply for a scholarship. There is financial support here for you and we care about your outcome. Special thank you to Stefania Graham in the Child Sturt Scholarships team for taking the time to walk us through all things scholarships. If you'd like to use the scholarship search function to narrow down what your child is eligible for, head to the link in the show notes or inside your newsletter. We're looking forward to seeing your child's application. If you'd like to get in touch with us or have some feedback for the Child Step Parent Podcast, let us know. You can get in touch with us via the link in your show notes or inside your newsletter.